Hello, my name is Mike Caldwell, Superintendent of Valley Forge National Historical Park. I'd like to welcome you to The View from the Forge, a monthly podcast of news and events from Valley Forge National Historical Park. Here with this month's edition is park volunteer John Grossman. This past month, the park moved one giant step closer to reopening park areas to visitors that had been closed because of asbestos contamination. During the 19th century, the valley that had been used as the Grand Parade by General Washington's Continental Army in the winter of 1777 to 78 was extensively quarried for its high-quality dolomite. By 1900, the quarrying industry died out, but over a dozen large quarries remained to impair the center of this historic site. A private manufacturer once operated an asbestos products factory on private land that was an inholding of the Valley Forge State Park and that is now part of the Valley Forge National Historical Park. From the late 19th century until the early 1970s, the Keene Corporation and its predecessors disposed of manufacturing waste within the current boundaries of Valley Forge National Historical Park. The contaminated area is approximately 112 acres. While the primary contaminant is asbestos, other contaminants also have been detected, including arsenic, lead, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, and polychlorinated biphenyls. On January 19, 2007, after over 10 years of negotiation with the Commonwealth, a record of decision was signed that selects the final remediate action for the asbestos release site. The first step in restoration of the Grand Parade, at a projected cost of $11.6 million, is excavation of contaminated soils that pose unacceptable risks. The contaminated soils will be disposed of off-site in an appropriately permitted facility. Clean fill covered with topsoil will be used to backfill the excavated areas. Disturbed surfaces will be restored through seeding with native grasses and replacement of shrubs and trees. The remedial action is the result of many years of required studies and reports conducted and prepared by the Commonwealth and NPS that determine the nature and extent of site contamination, evaluated the risk posed by the contamination to humans and ecological receptors, and evaluated various remedial alternatives to address unacceptable risks. The NPS and the Commonwealth have worked together throughout the site response activities, which included performance by the Commonwealth of the remedial investigation and feasibility study subject to NPS oversight. NPS and the Commonwealth have commenced discussions regarding the implementation of the remedial action and the allocation of cleanup costs. The second step in restoration of the Grand Parade will be to fill the quarries with clean fill back to their historic contours. The result of this project will be a clean valley completely open to visitors that again looks as it did when the Continental Soldiers spent a frigid winter here. Over four years with the help of the community, Valley Forge National Historical Park has developed a draft general management plan environmental impact statement or GMP EIS. The draft plan is now ready for public review. The draft plan proposes three management alternatives for the park that include improving park operations, visitor use and enjoyment, cultural and natural resources management, traffic management, and also through new facilities development. The potential human and environmental impacts of the alternatives are also assessed. The participation of the community has been an important part of developing this plan. We now request the community's thoughtful evaluation and comment on the alternatives. The draft GMP EIS is available for public review until April 6, 2007. Public meetings will be held at the Parks Education Center on Wednesday, February 21st at 7 p.m. 
on Thursday, February 22nd at 1 p.m. For more information, please visit the park website. The first script writing sessions with Once Upon a Nation took place this past January. Once Upon a Nation is an initiative of Historic Philadelphia Incorporated, a nonprofit organization founded in 1994. In partnership with Independence National Historical Park in Philadelphia, Once Upon a Nation was successfully launched in 2005 with historical storytelling, evening performances, adventure tours, and the revitalization of Franklin Square, one of William Penn's five original city squares. Once Upon a Nation enhances the tourist experience in the greater Philadelphia region, educates visitors, and makes our nation's history relevant today. During its 2005 pilot summer, Once Upon a Nation's interactive heritage programming was enjoyed by more than 230,000 visitors to Philadelphia's historic district. With the addition of two new tours and the reopening of Franklin Square, the extended 2006 season welcomed over 400,000 visitors. Last year, in collaboration with Valley Forge National Historical Park, Once Upon a Nation expanded into Philadelphia's countryside. A very popular tour brought visitors from Philadelphia to the park. The Road to Valley Forge Secrets and Spies Adventure Tour 2007 enabled each visitor to assume the persona of a revolutionary spy as part of a participatory and educational experience. Based on the strength of that tour, programming will be expanded in 2007 with three brand new programs created uniquely for Valley Forge. Storytellers at three key areas in the park will relate stories about historical happenings. Valley Forge After Hours will engage visitors in an evening adventure of dinner, an encounter with General George Washington, and the Valley Forge Trolley Tour will give visitors an interactive look at the milestones that occurred at this treasured site. Look for more information about Once Upon a Nation in the coming weeks on the park's website at www.nps.gov VAFO. Make sure to sign up for the second annual Revolutionary Run, the only race that takes place in the park. Last year's run raised over $12,000 for the maintenance of the park's 28 miles of trails. This year, the run will take place on April 22, 2007. Walkers are welcome, too. To sign up, please go to www.revolutionaryrun.org. Again this summer, the park will host a team of young, enthusiastic student interns. For the second year in a row, the National Park Foundation's Proud Partner Program will fund two interns with a grant from Unilever. In addition, we have been granted a second Healthy Parks, Healthy Living Vitality intern. We will host a congressional intern for 13 weeks who will work with our Chief of Planning and Resources Management on implementation actions from our general management plan. This person will continue the work begun by last year's intern in making programmatic connections with our recreational users and working with the Student Conservation Association and local universities. At least five interns will provide interpretation and visitor services, help to manage our natural resources, and help preserve the park's museum collections. Park staff are working in concert with the staff from the encampment store to create a new CD driving tour of the park. The new tour will be available for sale this summer in the encampment store in the Welcome Center. This will replace the current tour which was developed over 20 years ago. Natural Resource Management Summer Internship announcements are now available at eight colleges and universities that offer an internship experience for credit. These universities are East Stroudsburg University, Kutztown University, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, Penn State, 
Sterling College in Vermont, Susquehanna University, the University of Delaware, and Westchester University. Park staff continue to work diligently with PennDOT on final requirements for the Bettswood Bridge replacement. Issues we continue to move forward on include landscape restoration plans, asbestos remediation, permitting, right-of-way acquisition, and the crossing over of the Norfolk Southern Tracks. There are more than 2,000 signs in the park, yet in some places the signs still manage to leave visitors confused. The park has begun to remove some signs and will provide replacement signs in some locations. Visitors should see improvements this summer. The park has started to photograph the historic firearms collection for eventual addition to the main NPS Museum Collections website. We also are developing a new exhibit case which will be added to the existing exhibit section, making an army in the Welcome Center. The case will feature archaeological items and their storyline. Lock, Stock and Barrel, the Life of the Revolutionary Soldier will be held on March 31st and April 1st. This exciting event will feature renowned authors, scholars and artists. Registration is $75. More information can be found at thefriendsofvalleyforge.org. Our maintenance staff has been busy preparing historic buildings for the extremely cold temperatures. Work has also begun on the Wayne's Brigade hut. This hut was severely damaged after a tree fell on the roof this past summer in a windstorm. That's all for this month's View from the Forge. As always, for more information, visit the park's website at www.nps.gov backslash VAFO or go to www.continentalchronicle.org for the latest edition of the Friends of the Valley Forge Park newsletter. Other podcasts are available for download from the park's website or on iTunes. Please come back next month for a new edition of View from the Forge. This is park volunteer John Grossman. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the park.